Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Do you agree with prisoners being given temporary release for Christmas? Evil wife killer Joe Riley has ditched his plans to seek temporary release from prison because he went on the naughty list, I believe, in the prison. Um, he, he did. He ended up on the prison's naughty list. O'Reilly, who sought and was refused Christmas temporary release for the first time in December 2021, was expected to reapply again this year, but he didn't. Uh, now, that is usually done by now, as decisions on TR will start coming back to inmates, you know, this week, I suppose, to give them and their family time to make plans. O'Reilly hasn't handed in a request so far, so it's probably unlikely he's going to do it now at this late stage. Prisoners to be released for a few days this Christmas will be freed mainly from the state's two open prisons. But some do get freed from other prisons as well. Any prisoner serving a life sentence will have already served most of their sentence before being transferred to join other inmates in an open prison. And the Irish Prison Service said the vast majority of prisoners who get temporary release for Christmas would come from the two open centres, Lock, uh, Lock and House and County Cavan and Shelton Abbey in County Wicklow. And the prison service claims that there are no big high walls, nothing to stop prisoners from walking out the front gate. It's a wide open prison. They are there on trust and they know if they breach that trust, they will be back in a closed prison system again. But now the figures last year and the year before are a bit skewed because of COVID-19. But in if you go back to, say, 2018, 137 prisoners were granted varying periods of temporary release. That could mean just one day for Christmas Day, or it could mean the whole week. Um, and on several occasions, many prisoners haven't returned. And they have to be you know, tracked down by Angarda Khan. Some, actually, over the course of time, some have disappeared and never returned. It represents about 4% of the prison population. Every year, by the way, there's probably over 4,000 people in prison because the prison capacity in Ireland is 4,269, probably not enough. There are many factors to take into consideration. The length of their sentence, for example, the length of time they've already served, the length of time they are due to serve, their behaviour, have they engaged with the services, have they been involved in any negative issues like drugs or mobile phones or fighting. A whole host of factors are considered when they're given temporary release. But there are many people who disagree with temporary release. The purpose of temporary release, normally, it's favouritism is given to, say, a prisoner who might have young children. Um, you know, specific requests, basically. I suppose if a family has, maybe a father has died or something like that, and it's the first Christmas at home without the father. And those kind of things. So it's compassionate. It's on compassionate grounds, right? But I want to know if you agree with temporary release per se for Christmas. The argument is that prisoners could have families, as I said, and children, and the children might want to see their mother and father for Christmas Day. However, the victims of their crimes might not care about their families and may not want them to be out celebrating Christmas and smiling. So do you agree with prisoners getting temporary release for Christmas? Two years ago there, wasn't it? Three years ago, I remember there was one major prisoner from Mountjoy was pictured in his local pub on Stephen's Day. Because he was on TR for Christmas. Now, I'm sure he went back again. Because they know if they don't go back, their, ex- their sentence will be extended. But is it right to see some gouger, some prisoner, out in your local pub or restaurant on Christmas, at Christmas Day, Stephen's Day, whatever it is? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Maybe you've been in the prison system. Explain to me why you think prisoners deserve a little bit of freedom for Christmas to be with their children. 087-188-0008. Or maybe you've had a family member in jail and how difficult it was for your children while they were in jail. 
Let us know. And you, as I said, you can text on 87 188 or you can call us directly on 0818-942-105. Alan, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Alan? How are you? Good. Alan, under any circumstances, because different factors are taken into consideration, should somebody get TR from jail? Ah, should we just release everyone? We can all sit around a campfire and think, kumbaya, shouldn't we? <laughs> and let's, let's forget what crimes they've done and the lives they've wrecked. So let's just let them all out for the crack. No, and, well, I don't know. No, it's not no. as blasé as that. I mean, it's not just a case of open the doors and let them all run out, like you know, like school, you know, for the Christmas period. I mean, th- these uh, requests are taken into serious consideration by the Irish Penal Service, and they have to be signed off by the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, in this occasion. Right. We, we know, we know, Helen likes the virtue signals. I wouldn't worry too much about her. Well, well she doesn't, well, look. She's just been told by the Penal Service. Listen, these are the ones we've selected. They're okay. Can you just sign those? She does. She probably doesn't even look through them. If she trusts other people. To do that job, she just that signs. Is, is no right. They've committed a crime. They're in jail for a reason, right? As you just said in your intro, there, a lot of them go missing and never come back, right? I wouldn't say a lot. Some, but, uh, some have gone missing, not come back, right? Yeah. But then you've also got things about, oh, I want to go and see my kids because it's Christmas. You can give two crap to your kids when you're committing crime or killing someone or murdering someone or rape or whatever it was. So don't now use your kids as a pawn to get you out of jail for a while. Sorry, you've done the crime. Be a man or a woman, and take your take your punishment and serve your time. But and and that's fair enough. But and that's but but and I'm only I'm, I'm only giving you the counter arguments by the way because I actually agree with you. But I'm only giving you the counter arguments. What about the children? They didn't commit the crime. Are they not entitled to see their dad or their mom for just for a few hours at Christmas? Some of them actually on TR. Some only get out for a few hours. Some will get out for a week. But they want to see them. They can go to prison and see them. Because they then will let Would you would you bring a would you bring a five year old into Mountjoy? I've never, I've never need to go to. A no, I'm just saying. Would you? I wouldn't bring a five year old to marriage. No, I, I personally wouldn't. But then again, the, the kids should then see what their, what their parent is actually like, rather than saying, "Oh, let them out for a day." This is this is what happens when you commit crime. You go down that route. It's about time we we stop being fancy, fancy about stuff, right? And people get punished for committing crimes. Like this country is unbelievable when it comes to actually implementing laws or, or punishing people for doing wrong when they should be punished for doing wrong. Like, what is it with this country? Okay, the argument as well is that a lot of those who are considered for temporary release, um, a lot of them would be in places like Shelton Abbey, which are open prisons. Uh, and they're, they're, they're and, and, well, hold on. Then they're at the end of their sentence. In other words, you may have a murderer who's, you know, 20 years in jail. They're getting close to the end of their sentence. Um, and the prison service see this as a good thing because it integrates them slowly back into society again. So they think, okay, we'll give them temporary release for Christmas. No. So you were given the five-year sentence and you're, if you're due to serve four years, you serve four years. And at that point, you can then be released. Do you think prisoners should get off uh, early on good behaviour? No, I don't. Because they do get a reduction. Everybody gets a reduction in sentence for good behaviour. But they, they get that immediately before they even win prison. They get oh, I know, yeah, they, they know. Which, which is just, which is not... It's, I, I, I find it bizarre, actually, that it doesn't matter what their behaviour is like. They get 25% off on good behaviour. Yeah, uh, straight away. Yeah, so straight off the crime, yeah. you get five, you get And regardless of how you behave, by the way, probably, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is I told you, that needs to be changed. Yeah. No, it's done the crime. And people might think it's harsh, right? But if you've done the crime, right? Let's say it's murder, right? You've taken someone's life, you've destroyed a family. And at no point should you be given any leniency whatsoever. I know I should be given a day out to go to your family. You didn't care too much about your kids or your wife or whatever, your own family when you were murdering someone else or raping someone else, whatever it may be. So don't, we shouldn't, why, why are we always doing this giving people who commit crimes all this freedom and they shouldn't have it? Stay there for a second, Alan. Let me go to James. James, you're on Ireland's Class Kids Radio. How are you doing, James? Good afternoon again, Al. Good afternoon you? to you, James, and I hope you're well. 
Not too bad at all, thank you. And uh, James, uh, would it be okay to let a prisoner out for a couple of days to be with his children for Christmas? Well, when I'm answering, I have to remember that I'm a practicing Christian now. Mm-hmm. So I have to have a certain level of forgiveness for people. Now, as I said to Jonathan, who rang me earlier, uh, no way for the likes of uh, Joe Riley now. Uh, no question, no no way for Joe Riley or, or Graham Dwyer or any of those people. Not a chance. But for low level, someone who's low level, someone who's, I suppose, maybe fraud or something like that, someone who hasn't been violent now, uh, anyone who hasn't raped, for example, there's no question of anyone like that being left out. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's con- co- carried out a violent crime. And- okay, what you're saying is that, well, I was going to say there's no such thing as a victimless crime, but a, cr- a crime against another person, yes. As long as it isn't a crime against another person. Yes, as long as they haven't injured someone, rape, a, a physical assault, gone into an old person's home and frightened them. No, 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 one, no, no question of that. They already get a quarter, as that gentleman said. Uh, but say, you're, you're talking about theft, robbery, yes, yes, fraud. Yes, or... You yeah. know, someone who hasn't paid their fines and eventually had to go... Well, to people, I always believe people shouldn't be going to jail yeah, for not paying a fine in the first place. Anyway, that's stupid. Definitely. Uh, and also, it have to be taken into consideration how well they've behaved inside. If they've behaved themselves and they haven't breached any of the rules and they're showing like that they're not going to probably come back again. Uh, yeah, it certainly would be... Uh, mm-hmm. Especially if there's children involved now, if they have young children. Well, that is something that's taken into consideration, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, okay, well, let me, let me ask Alan. Is that a fair point James is making? As long as they haven't been violent, James, and it's a crime of, say, theft or fraud or robbery, and it's not like rape or murder or something like that, where there's a, you know, obviously clearly a very clear victim. Uh, James thinks if it's a misdemeanor, so to speak, well, they wouldn't be in jail for a misdemeanor, but, but if it was a minor crime, he, he would certainly consider it. So I agree with that. Someone should be going to jail for not paying TV license like that. That's no, but I think we all agree with that. Yeah. But no, but we're, ta- we're talking about them. There might be serious fraud or serious yeah. robbery. I, you know? I, have, I have compassion for them, right? And I'll show them sympathy, all right? Once they serve the time they've been allocated by the judge. That's when I will show them compassion. That's the compassion I will show them once they serve the time that they've been given. They were man enough or woman enough to do the crime and now take their punishment and we'll all show you compassion when you've been the person and stood up and done your time. But that's not really compassion. They're getting out anyway. Yeah, well then, well, we'll show them compassion when they get out, but I'm not going to show them any, any leniency beforehand. They, they were, if they were given whatever amount of time, that's what they serve. Mm. So, uh, even, so even if they're in jail, say, for five years for fraud, James is kind of saying, days. well, you look, you, the point James is making is that individual here or her is not going to be a physical risk to anybody. They're yeah, not a violent right. person. Fraud, you're robbing money from someone. Well, no, I know, but you're, but you're not a violent impact. person. Well, it could impact someone, and you could take someone's life savings from them, which then could... could, could have a mental no, impact on that. I, no, I'm not saying there's no... Every crime has a victim. Even if it's not paying your television licence, the victim is RTE. But every crime has a victim. So uh, there's no such thing as a victimless crime, but there's different types of victim. You know, I mean, when you're talking about a physical victim of a crime, it's very different to say somebody committing fraud. I know that can do an awful lot of damage to people, particularly bankers, the damage they've done to, you know, to families and made them homeless. And also, I understand the damage that can be done. But the point James is making is, if you're only letting them out for three days... They're of no physical harm to anybody. They're not going to get out in that three days and attack somebody with a hammer because that's not the type of person they are. It makes no For me, it makes no odds. They've, they've been handed a sentence. They must now do the time that they've been handed because they committed a crime. That, that's the basics of it for me. Well, there you go, James. There's, there's absolutely no sympathy whatsoever from Alan. Oh, well, 
and I'm just entitled to his opinion now. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing I would do it is, is I would do it for the children now, not for so much as the person themselves. But well, that's what um, I was saying, yeah. yeah. If, they, if, you, if you have young kids, they've already been deprived of their father for maybe several years. They don't have him in their day-to-day life, and it isn't too much to ask maybe for two days now to, to let the kids have their father for Christmas. Because uh, a father being away from their kids it, it has a huge effect on children now. Well, it does, yeah. Huge effect on their, the crime. on their childhood now. Huge effect. So they, he has to be punished yesterday. Yes, you, you can't punish the children as well now, you know. They're, they're, they're innocent of all this. Yeah, I, I know, and, and I heard you saying that, Alan. You know that he should have thought that when he committed the crime. Yeah. But the, but the children weren't there when he committed the crime. The children didn't get him to commit the crime. The point James is making is it's not their fault he committed the crime. Yeah, but but, but again, if Daddy was a dodgy accountant, for example, if Daddy was a dodgy accountant who was committing fraud, you know, it's not the kids' fault. It's not those five-year-olds' fault. So, you know, to let them have daddy for two days, the point James is making, if you're being compassionate and Christian about it, wouldn't be such a bad thing. But well, again, we're using kids as a pawn in order to get people out, get out people out of jail for a couple of days. Why, why are kids always used as a pawn when people need them for something? He didn't give care or she didn't care too much with the kids when she was committing the crime, regardless of what the crime was. Mm. Didn't, really, didn't worry too much about that. But now that they want to go to jail for Christmas, now the kids are an issue. Now I must see my kids. Okay, well, ha- well, hang on, because we're going to go to Lisa, and also Richie texts in to say, sure, that with the price of living, the poor creators are better off in the big house, and they probably are better off. Today, so. Yeah, cheaper in there. Lisa, you're on Ireland's Class Against Radio. How are you doing, Lisa? Hi, Niall. How are you? You listen to James, quite a compassionate view uh, in relation to it. You know, as long as they're of no risk to anybody, he doesn't see why not for a couple of days for the sake of the children. Yeah, I completely agree with James. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, Alan seems to lack any empathy whatsoever. Um, I've loads of empathy for people, which is not people who commit crime or other things. I, I can have empathy not, for people, I have no problem with empathy for people. But you know what I mean? Not for um, people who commit crime, though. But, you know, people who are not scumbags get caught up in uh, crimes uh, inadvertently. I'll, I'll give you an example, Alan, just off the top of my head. That might open your eyes a little bit. Sorry, do you have children yourself, or? That's not part of the conversation. I'm just asking if your kids can. It's not relevant to this. You know, you're not a daddy can, Jamal. Anyway, if you have kids, um, you might open your eyes a little bit. Um, If you were out tonight, okay, and got caught up in some trouble, someone attacked you, right? Some some just drunk yob lunged at you to hit you, and you defended yourself, and hit him one punch, just one, right? And he cracked his head off the pavement and he died, right? So now, you know, let's get all technical here. You, you're, you murdered him, so you're locked up for X amount of years, right? Do you not think that in a situation like that, that even with murder sometimes, people become an innocent uh, perpetrator of a, of a horrible crime? You know, someone's lost their lives, but inadvertently because they were just, someone was defending themselves. You don't think there should be any scope for, you know, let, let's, like, look at that properly as humans rather than... No, because with a, with a decent barrister, that would probably be reduced down to very little to nothing. No, Well, hang on. Now, no, take on board the point Lisa's making. And I, I know somebody in that exact situation going back about 30 years ago. He was a doorman in a nightclub. 
and this guy, a courier, decided to have a go at him at the front door, started swinging punches at him. The doorman defended himself, tried to restrain him, couldn't, defended himself, punched him. The guy fell back and hit his head off the pavement, died. He went to jail. Okay, now, you're right, there would have been mitigating circumstances. Self-defence, of course, would have been used by a good barrister, whatever it was at the time. And the sentence would be reduced instead of going to jail, you know, for murder. It would have been manslaughter, by the way, not murder. But it would, instead of going to jail for, you know, 15 or 20 years, he probably only went to jail for six or seven. But for those six or seven years, Lisa's saying the type of person he was, would you not, you know, look at his file if you put an application in of young kids and say, well, OK, look at the circumstances of this case. You know, he's lived all his life without committing a crime and probably lived his future life without committing any more crimes. It was just one of those things that happened. Shouldn't have happened, but it did. You know, and, and in certain circumstances, Alan, you know, you're just kind of ruling out everything. I think that's the point, well, Lisa. That's the point that Lisa's that making, sorry. Maybe a possibility for Christmas parole, no? I didn't get that. I said, would you not see a circumstance like that as a possibility for Christmas parole? Look, I could see if that time be right, but what I is that I would 100% stand behind what I said first, right? If you commit a crime, you serve the time. And you shouldn't be getting any leniency towards that or any benefit, given no matter what day of the year it is. Unless it's a bereavement in your family, you shouldn't. And even if you have bereavement, you should be, you'd be taken out and there's a, a guard strapped to you so you can't run away. You seem a bit kind of, you know, a little bit of a authoritarian and stickler for the book and the book doesn't always apply in life Alan I mean there are plenty of men and women in prison for very petty crimes small crimes where no one's died or you know no one's been you know gravely injured and they have children at home and I don't see what the big hoo-ha is and let them out for a couple of days why, you know why we have a court system is why you're, you're then judged by your peers and thanks your well, peers and to hand down mind, like piss or get off the pot Alan because you just said that you might look at it, you know, in the circumstances. I said I might, but I, I said yeah, I might said look at might, it. You might look at it by way of the circumstance with the bouncer, for instance, right? And then you're saying, no, stick to it. So, like, which is it? Do you know so, what I mean? Hang on, you're hang either on. opening your eyes or you're not. Hang on. But, 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 well, hang on both of you. Lisa, to be fair to Alan, and I'm looking at a lot of the texts coming in today, uh, a lot of them actually agreeing with him. A lot of them are saying, like, for example, he completely agree with Alan. Nobody once has mentioned throughout the last half an hour the victims. Do they have a say in this? So whether it's fraud, whether it's robbery, whether it's no matter what it is, a murder at the end of a murder case, because the prison service has said they tend to be people who have maybe got a long sentence, but they're coming towards the end of their sentence, maybe a murder. What about the victims? You know, the victim sees, you know, maybe it's your daughter has been killed by a person or your daughter has been robbed by a person or your shop has been broken into by a person. And then you see Happy Christmas in the local pub. You see the fellow that was supposed to be in jail. To them, that's not good, is it? Of course, Niall. But that's what I'm saying. Every case should be looked at on its merits. But I think to close sums it off just because it comes on, on, under a certain category, like murder, you know, or manslaughter, stuff like that, um, that people would automatically say, oh, no, no, anyone who committed those crimes should not see the light of day. Not always oh. that way, just like... Well, say David Trumbull out Sorry? Well, David Trumbull out of, out of uh, prison for Christmas. So again? Well, was your man Trumbull out of prison? He went to prison, didn't he, for, for fraud? Oh, this is the the banker? Yeah, yeah, was he allowed to... No, he wasn't. He no, he wasn't. I don't think so. Well, I mean... It well, I, well, I don't know when he made an application to get out. He no, made... Well, but then again, yeah, but then... Like, if, if we're going on this road with someone who destroyed destroyed many, many lives, so should he be allowed out? 
But yeah. well, I think that's the case that James is making. People who've committed fraud. I mean, say any of those bankers. There was about five of those bankers over the last ten years who went to jail. Uh, you know, from Anglo Irish and what have you. For a, now, they were reasonably short period of time. But but however, uh, they went to jail. Now there is no doubt they committed a crime. But I also have equally no doubt that if they were out of the streets for three days, they're not going to attack somebody with a hammer because they're not violent people. So I think that's the point that James is making. Who knows? You could be, you could turn into a violent person for Who knows? Oh, Jesus, Adam, we could all turn into a violent person. Yeah, and what I'm I saying to you is that's not a trait of their crime. You know what I mean? Why don't we, why don't we write, let the victim's family then choose whether these people should be out of Christmas? Because they're, because they're emotionally attached, obviously. That's for a sure. thing to say. Alex. For sure. Then you know, families want them out for Christmas are emotionally attached as well. To case, making a decision like that. There are people specifically paid to, you know, psychoanalyze these prisoners and make sure that they're safe to release for Christmas programme. You know, it's not just... A I, I would agree, Lisa, but they have got it wrong every now and again. Some of the prisoners that have been released in the past didn't reappear again. Yeah, they're humans. <laughs> they went away well. Okay, I've got to go into a break. Keep texting. Lisa, say it with me if you want. Uh, keep texting. Keep what's happening. The number's 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. I'm asking, on the, on the grounds that we were just talking about the fact that Joe O'Reilly has ditched his plans this year to seek, seek temporary release, but every year, over 100 prisoners will get temporary release. Now, over the last two years, obviously, because of COVID, it was less because the prison service didn't let many people out because of COVID and restrictions and all that kind of stuff. But back in 2018, for example, with the last figures that we have here, uh, there was 100 and where is it? Whoop, you figure, 137 prisoners were released. Uh, people who've committed crimes were in the middle of a sentence or towards the end of a sentence and were released from jail for maybe the day or maybe a little bit longer, could be a few days, a week, um, from jail to be with their children. Do you think it's okay to let prisoners out, um, you know, to be with their kids for Christmas? The number's 087 I can tell you now, Joe O'Reilly will definitely not be getting out of prison for Christmas this year. 100% he will definitely not be getting out. Doesn't look low, like it is. And next year, yeah. and the year after that. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. Hopefully. He'll try as hard as he wants. Yeah. But be sure he won't be seeing freedom mm. the way he'd like to see it. Yeah, and rightly so. Hopefully, as many people would like to think he stays in there and he rots. And let me go to uh, Lisa. Stay there. Let me go to Dermot. Dermot, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Dermot? Hi, Noel. Noel, the way I say this is, right, um, I know you're going to hate this, but you do the crime, you do the time. I'm sorry, but you're going to have a morals community come down and say, ah, well, he didn't mean it, so let him go home and see his kids. No, no, it's not. No, it's not, it's not that somebody didn't mean it. It's the circumstances of the crime, or the circumstances. Okay, well, you have to set up a committee to sit down and make a decision. Well, they do. That's what they do. That's what the Irish Penal Service do. They do have obviously a committee or people that will make that decision, looking at each individual case. So what's the judge there for? The judge gives ten years. You do ten years. That includes ten Christmases, ten Easter's, ten summers. Ten years is ten years. Okay, but the spokesperson for the prison service told the media that all prisoners are eligible to apply for temporary Christmas release on compassionate release. In other words, if you've got kids or there's a reason, right? Uh, There are a whole load of factors they look at. The length of the sentence, the length of time they've served, the length of time they've left to serve, their behaviour, have they engaged with the services, have they been involved in negative issues like drugs, mobile phones or fighting, and another whole host of factors are considered. So in other words, it's not just, you know, it's like a lottery system. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Joe O'Reilly's not going to see the, you know, the, the front door. He's, you know, I mean, Graham Dwyer is well, not going to see he, it. I hope he never sees the light of day again. Anyway, well, so. like, most people probably believe that, feel that way. But, <laughs> but mind you, sadly, Joe O'Reilly would be due for release in about five years. But anyway, um, yeah. 
Yeah, so in, in I think it's about five years. I think it was twenty twenty seven. I think he's due for release. Maybe check that for me there, Ruth. Will you? I think it was twenty twenty seven, um, which is shocking, by the way, shocking. Um, but in saying that, what about a prisoner, you know, who has been moved? And this is the point they make, say, from Mountjoy to say Shelton Abbey, which is an open prison. So they're at the end of a maybe a life sentence for murder, right? And uh, they're at the end of that sentence. They've been a good prisoner, model prisoner. They're a gardener now. There's not, as they point out in Shelton Abbey, there's no walls. They can walk in and out as they as they because it's an open prison. But if they breach the trust of the temporary order, you know, they'll end up back in Mountjoy. They're not going to do that, are they? No, obviously not. But I still, I, don't, I just don't get it because, I, I, thankfully, I'm not the victim of a crime, right? But I think how many mothers around this country are going to be looking at an empty chair at the table at Christmas yeah, Day? Yeah, I know, I know. Because of some bastard murders their son or daughter. What's your language in the middle of the day there? Well, but I get, Sorry, but no, I know, no, but I get, no, I know, I know you're passionate. No, I know, I know you're passionate. And there's another thing that RT have come up with uh, that the um, the prisoners against the screws in a football match what the hell is going on in there well I mean well, I, I suppose the idea of that is to, wasn't there this theory in the Netherlands where they have a prison where they have sky telly in their um, cells they have a beach so they can sit out on on deck chairs um, and the the argument is, and I'm like, I like you, I think of this as madness, right? But the argument is, is that if you treat prisoners well while they're in jail and get them involved in things like the football matches and everything else, that they will behave themselves when they get out. That's the argument. Research yeah, has shown this. The trouble this. is, they didn't behave themselves while they were out. That's why they ended up there. And that, it's supposed to be punishment. It's not a bloody holiday camp. Okay, well, it's sorry, well, well, well hang on. Lisa, Lisa, you've been listening to Dermot. I, I understand the point he's making, and, you know, a lot of people feel that way. You do the crime. Sorry, you serve the time. It doesn't matter what you've done. That's prison. Yeah, I know, Niall, but I mean, we're not asking for um, carte blanche, you know, let everyone out because it's Christmas. It's two days. You know, it's not um, cut their sentence completely and just let them home because it's Christmas. It's two days. Like, it's two days of a sentence where you should be locked up. Well, look, that's across the board every which way. And there are certain criminals who should never, ever see the light of day. We all know that. But we're talking about an ordinary decent criminal, if you like. You know, petty. Come on, they're in there for a reason. For God's sake, cut yourself on with them. They're in jail, okay. you're staying there. That's, if, you're, if you're doing three years, that's three Christmases, three Easter's. Regardless whether you have kids or not, you ended up there because you didn't think of your kids. Yeah, but but it's not actually because no matter what way, you can throw a little fanny fit what way you like, right? I'm talking the other fool, Alan. But every year, a panel of people sit down and make decisions about who gets to go home. So it happens anyway. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't happen. But, just, but, but, but Lisa, it's easy. But hang on, Lisa. It's easy to write off other people with opposite opinions to yours as being a fool. But I do take the point that Dermot's making. You know, let's have, you know, this conversation, let's have a consideration for the victims. And there's always a victim. Always. It depends on the type of victim. And there's physical victims. And then there's victim, financial victims to crimes as well. But there's always a victim, nonetheless, to a crime. And, you know, we see on a regular basis the amount of suspended sentences that are given in this country. So to go to jail in Ireland... You know, you need to do something reasonably serious. You know, you're not you're not going to jail for you know not generally speaking for not paying a fine. If you don't pay your 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 television license, you'll probably go into Mount Joy for half a day and you're sent back home in a taxi. So you're you're generally not going to jail. You know, in Ireland for something that's petty. I mean, if you've if you're a shoplifter, let's say 
you're not going to jail unless you've done it about 90 times and had about, you know, 50 previous convictions or something like that. Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. But I just don't understand why people get so passionate about no, uh, n- no home for Christmas and forgetting completely about their kids. Oh, they should have thought about their kids. So in that case, then, okay, they didn't think about their kids. That means society as a whole is to forget about their kids too. By the way, just to mention as well, just a point of fact, uh, Joe O'Reilly was sentenced for life and is in his 15th year. So he's then due to do another 10 years. Now, he won't do another 10 years uh, because, of course, they always get a reduction in their sentence, which is usually... So I've heard suggestions that uh, 2027 or 2028 are probably the times, it's probably when he'll get out or he will apply for parole at that stage uh, to get out. Anyway... Just to let you know, a lot of people believe you should never see the light of day again. But, okay, so Dermot believes you have to... There's no, absolutely no... Dermot, see, you're not moving on this at all, actually. You're not budging on it, no? Absolutely not. I tried to cut in there. But, like, I'm a father of two young kids. She asked the last chap as a father, which she refused to... I'm, I am the father of two young kids, right? I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure that I'm there Christmas Day. I won't go out and get myself into trouble. Yeah, but I think the point Lisa made also before the break is sometimes trouble comes to you. Yeah. And, and you defend yourself. You have to be in those situations. No, no, no. No. Jeremy, no. I, I, don't, I don't agree. And I, as I mentioned already 30 years ago, I, I'm not going to say a friend, an acquaintance of mine was in a situation where he ended up going to jail for manslaughter. For defending himself. For defending himself, yes. Yeah, but that's, that's down to the judge to decide. Yeah, but you still go to jail. You know, even though the judge will say, oh, okay, in fairness, you weren't defending yourself, you still take somebody's life, so you go to jail. That would have reflected that in each sentence. What about the victim's mother or wife? Oh, no, I understand. I understand. No, and absolutely, I've, I've complete sympathy. What do they sympathy. do Christmas Day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... I don't raise a tug and go out and attack a bouncer. Maybe that. Maybe reflect on that. Mm. Maybe so. You know. But still. Just he, 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 that kind. I understand what you're... Sorry, what's your name, Dermot? Dermot, yeah. yeah. Dermot, I understand what you're saying. I genuinely do. And, you know, for very serious crimes, the likes of O'Reilly, um, Graham Dwyer, those type of people, no, I, I don't believe they ever, ever should step a toe out the door of a prison. But they will, of course. It's the way the system rolls. But I, I do think that everyone should have just a little bit of empathy and compassion and understanding for children at home. Um, without a mother or father who's in prison. Again, depending completely on the crime. I mean, so you know, why punish children as well? It's two days. We're not asking for, you know, early release. Um, and mm. I have, like, I'm talking about within my own family, personal uh, experience with this. And I'll very, if there's time, Niall, I'll very, very quickly uh, tell you what I mean. Wait, wait laugh for the break if you want to. Okay, stay yeah. there with us. Uh, keep texting, keep what's happening. The number is 87 Stay with me, Lisa, and you can explain that after the break if you want to or wish to. Just coming back to Lisa, who I was talking to before the break. Lisa, just to mention to you too, somebody sent me in a really long uh, voicemail here, and I, I don't want to play the whole thing because I don't have time, but they referred to a case in 1998 where a prisoner was let out on temporary release, and I'm looking at it here, 26-year-old driver of a stolen car which knocked down and killed a mother of three was on temporary release from prison. It was revealed last night. June uh, Atkins, and condolences to her family and friend. I'm sure this time of the year will remember her. She was mowed down uh, in Cork, and that was back in 1998, and he was on temporary release. So these things can happen. 
Lisa? Of course they can, Niall, but um, and with the greatest of respect and sympathy to that lady uh, and to any victim of a crime um, committed by a, a, a temporary release prisoner, um, there's prisoners released every single year, do you know? So, it's, you know, unfortunately, stuff like that is going to happen. Um, yeah, but the state is fully responsible when they let somebody out of jail who hasn't served their full sentence yet. The state has to take responsibility if they're saying let somebody out on temporary release and they kill somebody or commit a crime. And I would imagine that, you know, mm-hmm. given that circumstance, for instance, that it would make the selection uh, even more tight and careful, you know. Mm-hmm. Not want yeah, but I'm saying the point, yeah. the point I'm making is they can get it wrong. Of course they can. Mm-hmm. They can, but, you know, I okay. still don't think that it should be forgotten about. But um, I was saying to you, Niall, that in, in a case with my own, uh, my husband uh, fought 11 years to bring a scout abuser to justice. It took 11 years to get to court. So just to give you an idea... It's, it's not currently in court at the moment, is it? No, it's over. Okay, okay, that's all right. Yeah. Um, anyway, I won't name him, just, you know, yourself, mm. just to be... Uh, mm. Careful at your end, I suppose. It's a wonderful Well, I'll I'll talk to you in more detail about it again, and and we'll talk to you. You can talk to Ruth in relation to the details. But Uh, go on, just give me the vague information. When the guards came, you know, uh, to us um, and said that they were going to move in and uh, arrest him and take a statement, right? Now, I'll tell you, they came to us five days before Christmas in 2017, Mm. right? And my husband said to them, to, that he'd prefer if they left it till January, till after Christmas. And they, they didn't know why, because we were so many years waiting. And he said, because um, he has kids, and I don't want to be at the crux of any children but through trauma at Christmas. Uh, his kids never had. Th- th- this was know. the perpetrator's kids. Yeah. 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 He said, his kids didn't do anything wrong on me, so I'd rather... That was very compassionate of your husband to say that. Yeah, I thought so too, uh, as did the judge. Then um, they did that. The the guards went went with that. And we got to court. Basically, he was sentenced to uh, eight months with five months suspended. So he only got three months, right? Wow. In the October. But he served 66 days. And what, what was he found guilty of? What was the crime? Of chronic sexual abuse. Uh, wow. my husband. Yeah, uh, but I mean chronic. And I mean, my husband was put into, um, he was hospitalised. Three health. months, essentially, is all he served. Three months he got. And he didn't serve that. He served six days. days. Um, I, I'll tell you, Lisa, and I'll talk to you more about that. That's an astonishing story. Uh, when I say story, I, I know, obviously, clearly there's a victim at the end of that. And I don't want to make it out that it's just a story. But it is astonishing to listen to. And I, I will talk to you in more detail about it. But let me go to another Lisa. Uh, Lisa, I'll call her Lisa too for the purpose of the debate today. Uh, Lisa too, how are you? Hi, Niall. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Now, you uh, believe that prisoners shouldn't be entitled to temporary release. Yeah, you know what, now, Niall, I didn't hear the show from the top because I was hoovering. But from what I gather, you're talking about prisoners being day released or whatever. Yes, yeah, for Christmas. Um, no, I don't agree with that because I'd be coming at it now from, there was a, a case now which was all over in Dunworth. Down in Rochester, where this guy, Whelan anyway, was his surname. He broke in and he um, murdered one girl and he stabbed the other girl, Nicholas Sweeney, I think. 
hundreds of times and he was up for day release and that poor girl was in town and she was never notified now that this guy was out on day release and like you'd imagine you'd imagine victims would be notified wouldn't you yeah she was very upset over it because she said imagine if she was in mcdonald's and came face to face with him Mm. you know yeah and um, from that view i think it's quite shocking and i don't think they should be released if they've done a crime they should serve their time and another thing they I also think whatever payments they get while they're in should go towards their board and upkeep. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, okay. Okay, well, it's, yeah. it's expensive to keep a prisoner in jail, by the way. 88,000 a year, probably more now. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, okay, let me go back to Lisa. Well, let, me, let, me, go. let me go back to Lisa one very briefly on that. Lisa one, you know, again, this comes back to the victims. It's all well and good saying, you know, they're, they're remorseful or they're, they're, they're being cooperative in jail and they're at the end of their sentence or whatever it is. But they're walking down the road, you know, Christmas Eve or Stephen's Day, and the victim is walking the opposite way, who they've committed a serious crime against. But, but that's that's inevitable part of the system that we, we live in. Do you know what I mean? That um, eventually the perpetrator of a crime will get out of prison and, you know, will um, have the, the probability of meeting the victim. Run into um, a victim or a member of the victim's family. Um, and it's horrific, it's horrible. But again, I would not advocate for a, a scumbag like Whelan to, to be getting out uh, on Christmas release. Mm. You know, as, okay. as I said from the start, I, I meant people who are in for... Yeah, you know, different uh, types of crimes. crimes. Yeah, I mean, Lisa too, would that not be fair? What Lisa one is advocating for is people who are on, I suppose, you know, for lesser crimes or maybe at the very end of a sentence who are in open prisons anyway. Somebody who's in for fraud or somebody who's in for robbery or, but certainly not in for rape or murder or, you know, or anything like that. Yeah, I suppose, like, people to be in for stupid things like not paying their TV licence and stuff like that. Can we just knock this myth on the head? There's nobody in jail at the moment for not paying their television licence. People sometimes are sent to jail uh, because they will refuse the order of a court to pay the television licence. And by the way, it takes a lot to be put into jail for not paying your television licence. You have to refuse in court to pay it. And then you're only brought to Mount Joy, you're literally there for the day, and you'll be sent back home in a taxi. But now something flashed up on my phone last night that there was some girl had 240,000 worth of drugs and she got off with a, a oh, yeah. um, suspended sentence. Oh, astonishing. That's ridiculous. Oh, of when course. When you consider the other thing about the TV licence, like, yeah. I mean, I think the, the judges should be hauled up for, for half the sentences they give out. <laughs> yeah, they, I wouldn't disagree with you, to be honest with you. When you look at some of the suspended sentences, you see people be brought before a judge with like 50 previous convictions and they yeah. still don't go to jail. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, listen, thank you very much indeed. I've I got to take a break. The number is 87 8 Thank you, Lisa, by the way, and I'll talk to you more again about that, that other story there and that personal experience you, you referred to. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.